Welcome to the Highlights from Ukraine podcast, your daily audio summary of the latest news reported in the Ukrainian media. We would really appreciate if you could recommend us to your friends and family as well as share information on social media. This way more people will find out about our podcast and learn the truth about the war in Ukraine. My name is Artem and here is the news. 260 days less the Russian invasion of Ukraine. In his evening video address, President of Ukraine Volodymyr Zelensky informed that overall, since the start of the counteroffensive in the south of the country, Ukrainian forces liberated 41 settlements. He said that Ukrainians are happy to see such results, but they should always remember that every step of Ukraine's defense forces is the lives of its warriors. Zelensky stressed that it's not the enemy leaving, it is the Ukrainians who drive the occupiers out at heavy cost. Head of the Kherson Regional Military Administration Yaroslav Yanushevich informed that the Ukrainian army liberated 12 settlements on the border of Kherson and Mykolaiv regions yesterday, reports Interfax Ukraine. He specified that the area of the territories they occupied over the past 24 hours is 260 square kilometers. The front line has been moved by 7 kilometers. Local media informed that Russian forces have blown up several boiler rooms and the municipal energy facility as well as a local TV center in Kherson while preparing to leave the city, reports Zahidnet. Early reports suggested that Russian forces were planting mines everywhere they could as they retreated from Kherson to the left bank of the Dnipro River in Kherson Oblast. Defense Minister of Ukraine Oleksiy Reznikov said that Russia will need at least a week to withdraw its troops from Kherson, reports Ukrainska Pravda. In an interview with Reuters, he pointed out that the Kremlin still has 40,000 troops in the city of Kherson, the areas around the city and on the west bank of the Dnipro River. Reznikov also said that recently appointed commander-in-chief of the Russian forces in Ukraine, Sergei Surovikin, has changed tactics by using terror against the civilian population and infrastructure facilities. The minister also noted that under Surovikin's command, the occupying army became more disciplined. The U.S. Institute for the Study of War assesses that Ukrainian forces will liberate Kherson Oblast to the Dnipro River in the coming days or weeks, reports Ukrainska Pravda. According to the experts, Russian forces so far appear to be withdrawing in relatively good order. The institute does not assess the fighting in Ukraine will hold or enter a stalemate due to winter weather. Ottoman springtime mud can slow or halt military advances, as can faulty or insufficient wintertime equipment. Some military equipment may need to be adapted for colder winter, and shortages of equipment or ammunition could slow advances due to logistical difficulties, not winter weather. Winter weather could disproportionately harm poorly equipped Russian forces in Ukraine, but well-supplied Ukrainian forces are unlikely to hold their counteroffensive due to the arrival of winter weather. They may be able to take advantage of frozen terrain to move more easily than they could in the muddy autumn months. If fighting does hold this winter, it will be due to logistical challenges and the culmination of several campaigns on both sides. The experts believe that Ukraine holds the initiative and is in the process of securing a major victory in Kherson. A ceasefire would provide the Kremlin with deposit desperately needs to reconstitute Russian forces. Russian officials are busy attempting to train 120,000 conscripts to deploy to the front lines in the spring. Meanwhile, Ukrainian forces likely aim to liberate as much occupied territory as possible before those Russian reinforcements arrive. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said that Russia's losses in its war against Ukraine are 10 times greater than those of the Ukrainian armed forces, reports Interfax Ukraine. 
In an interview with CNN, he stressed that Ukraine's military strategy is to preserve people because people are more important. The president of Ukraine said that Russia's military personnel and artillery losses are stunning. In the same interview, Volodymyr Zelensky said that he expects that the bipartisan support of the United States for assistance to Ukraine will continue after the midterm congressional elections, reports Interfax Ukraine. The president of Ukraine thanked the US, especially American taxpayers, for the billions of dollars of military assistance they provided to Ukraine. He asked them to continue providing it on the same level, despite some recent ambiguous messages of Republican members of Congress with ideas to cut aid to Ukraine if Republicans gain control of the House of Representatives. The U.S. Defense Department disclosed details of a new U.S. military aid package for Ukraine worth $400 million, reports European Pravda. The new support package includes missile for Hawk air defense systems, four Avenger anti-aircraft missile systems and Stinger missiles, additional ammunition for HIMARS, 21,000 regular and 500 high-precision artillery shells, 100 Humvees, 400 grenade launchers, small arms optics and more than 20 million small arms cartridges, demolition equipment for clearing barriers, means of protection against the cold. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak announced the delivery of another 1,000 surface-to-air missiles to Ukraine and more than 25,000 winter kits for the military, reports Defense Express. Sunak informed about this decision after a phone call with President of Ukraine Volodymyr Zelensky. Commenting on the information about the intention of Russian troops to withdraw from Kherson, Sunak said that it would be a strong progress, but it is right to be cautious until the Ukrainian flag flies over the city again. Russian attacks on critical infrastructure facilities in October accelerated the fall of Ukraine's GDP to 39% from October 2021, reports Interfax Ukraine. According to First Deputy Prime Minister, Minister of Economy of Ukraine Yulia Sveridenko, the Ukrainian economy, even under new difficult conditions, has demonstrated good adaptive abilities and flexibility. If you like what we do and would like to tip us, you can now do so directly to our PayPal. Check out the link in the description to this episode for more details. And as usual, you can subscribe to our Patreon. In gratitude for your help, we will give you access to a series of exclusive episodes on wartime life in Ukraine. We call on you to demand from governments of your countries to impose the toughest sanctions possible on Russia and its citizens to stop their invasion of Ukraine.